Welcome to the Jacob Wayne Show. This is episode 14, I believe. Yeah, it sounds right. And with me, as always, is the splendiferous and supple Kellen Gibbons. How are you doing today, buddy? Ooh, extra supple. Great. Spent the day traveling home. It's good to be home, not traveling anymore. So... The uh, word supple is going to come up again later in the show, but how was your trip? Where'd you go? Went to uh, Oklahoma City. Ah. And uh, you just kind of hanging out? Yeah, mostly just hanging. Went to the uh, lake that's just outside of town and went to the uh, OKC Bombing Memorial Museum. Other than that, just hang out, watch stuff, listen to music. Nice. We uh, talked about it a little bit before we started recording, and I was like, that was uh, the bombing by Anton LaVey, right? Yeah. And then I realized that was the founder of the Church of Satan. He's a good dude. He wouldn't do that, that bullshit. But they're all, you know, members of the Church of Satan with their phallic symbols. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, could. <laughs> yeah. I could hear that being said, but no, it's, yeah. For sure. But, you know, so it's, what's his name again? I'm already forgetting it. Timothy. Timothy McVeigh. That's it. McVeigh. Not Levy. He's more more Scottish or Irish than uh, French or something. Yeah. Indeed. But, yeah, amazing museum. Go see it if you get the chance. Cool. Will do. When's the, uh, or sorry, not when, uh, how was the flight? It was amazing. Look, the travel right now is the best. The I had empty, you get an empty, like you get the road to yourself. And plus the seats in front of me and behind me were empty, like completely. So I was as far away from people as like the grocery store. Everybody was masked. It was totally fine. The airports are empty like just no lines anywhere yeah it's were it's you awesome. uh running around licking a bunch of stuff i i resisted the urge somehow and yeah just i think i'm pretty sure it was like safer than going to the grocery store <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i hear it's pretty safe yeah. i don't know the details but it does have me curious about um Maybe taking a flight back home to Utah and uh, kind of around the Super Bowl time. Every Super Bowl for like the last five years, I watched with my buddy Devin. Yeah. So I kind of want to keep that tradition up. But at the same time, I'm trying to respect all the 
nuances to this pandemic and we hit the grim milestone of 3,000 deaths. I can't remember which day that was this week, but 3,000 deaths in one day. Oh, damn. It's pretty brutal. So it's definitely still going on. It's still the spiking. Yeah. But the FDA, I think, approved the use of the Pfizer vaccine. So let's just get ready to have 5G in our arms. Mm-hmm. And we won't be able to help it when our right hand clicks on buying Microsoft products. Yeah. I like how people think it would like, like hurt you in any way. That's all it's going to be if it's anything and it's not anything, but if it were something, it's all it would be. Nanobots. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. If we're just saying things, why not? Yeah. Say some words. But uh, yeah, on, why not? If you go, if you come on out here, it is it is safe, but you are going to pay for it. You know the tickets are pretty expensive, and oh, they're expensive. I thought they would be cheap. No, they're actually quite a bit more. They're like you know double what I'm used to paying for those trips. But mm, you know, I thought they were cheap, so forget that. I'll just try to find a get a ride. Let's, yeah, we'll get a ride over there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that and then the new Salt Lake Airport. They have the new terminal open. They're kind of piping people through that. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've okay. ever flown through a St. Paul, but uh, yeah, no. it's like that. You got to, I literally think I walked a mile from the gate to where I got dropped off and they're trying to screw over the offsite parking, you know, the parking mm-hmm. jet, you park in a parking lot, you know, a couple of miles away and they drop you off by bus. <laughs> but now they make them drop you on the far end of the parking garage. So it's like a, it's just ridiculous, man. That takes forever. Wow. Huh. Well, that's no fun. Well, I, I here I was thinking that like all the tickets were cheap right now, but I guess, yeah, they have that, to make their money. That is with Delta, and they might be the only airline that's still keeping all the, the rows to yourself. So you could go on one of the other ones and have to sit next to somebody, though. <laughs> yeah. Freedom Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> We're still having Papa McCorns on this one. Yeah, you can have nuts. I have to say I'm ripping off Patton Oswalt with that. He has like a jet blue bit. He's talking about like, I sure love going on the flying machine with my Papa McCorns with <laughs> treasures in my teefers. <laughs> I'm butchering it, but yeah, it's great. With all the... uh airlines that you just have to pay for everything all the luxuries like a seat belt and you mm-hmm. have a quarter for the masks to drop in case of cabin pressure changes <laughs> yes well that's that's a sign that i should do a little more research i guess i had read like one headline way back when most of this started and it's like please buy plane tickets it was for a while you could go it was like 50 bucks for like anything, any plane ticket you wanted, but yeah, I was thinking about man, I'd love to go see Taiwan again. I haven't been there in like pretty much ten years now, and but then they probably wouldn't want <laughs> like ah, you're American, you don't take care of yourself, stay over there. Plus, yep. yeah, I gotta renew my passport and all that. But anyways, let's move on. Um. I did want to touch on briefly. Remember that olive branch conversation we were having about the election? Yeah. 
I'm rescinding that offer at the moment. And let me explain myself. This whole lawsuit that Texas just tried to pull and 17 other U.S. states, Utah being one of them, signing on. Oh, yep. And I think it's 107 members of the House of Representatives signing on to it as well. Yeah. It, it was rejected in the Supreme Court today, which is great to hear that that institution has not lost its judicial integrity. And there has been many Republican-ran judicial branches and judges that have shot down a lot of this. I think the record's like one victory and like over 50-something-odd losses. Oh, wow. But, and there's a lot of reasons and in-depth why is this happening and why are they doing this? And there's probably other podcasts that could break that down way better for you. So I'm not going to even bother. Um, there's one stream that our buddy Shocky listens to that I would actually like to get the name of. So I'll shout it out in a future episode. But they do a really good job kind of just breaking down the constant mundane political news every day. And um, But I'll, I'll find that out. So remind me for next time. But all I want to say is with that, that is truly trying to overthrow democracy. That is a political coup, and I cannot be cool with that. And you know what? If you're a conservative Republican friend of mine, you're like, yeah, no, that's fucked up, and they need to stop, then we're all good, we're cool. But if you think any of this is okay, then I don't want to take away your rights. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do any of that, but I don't want to hear a single fucking word out of your mouth about what you think about politics. For sure. And they're like, well, you know, you guys did it with the Russian collusion shit. And it's like, that is not the same thing. And people keep in the forgetting. Least. They're like, no, it didn't find anything. They're like, no, they did. It wouldn't let anybody testify. It absolutely found stuff. They did. It worked. And the <laughs> emaciated turtle from <laughs> the never-ending story blocked it again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. At least he has health problems. You have health problems. That's pretty normal for Tortai to have swollen purple hands. Oh, really? I hear. Once again, maybe I just read the headline to an article and didn't do my research, but... Somebody gave him some old lettuce. Munch on. <laughs> Dude, this is a whole other conversation. But I always feel like salad and lettuce and other produce and it's probably the way america does things but those are the foods that always get contaminated with like e coli these days and it just makes me not want to eat salad like, i'll just have i'll just have a cheeseburger i thought you were taking this to like a reverse like like the the right <laughs> response to like greenpeace they're like we're gonna spray e coli on the vegetables the meat's safe <laughs> Like that's like spraying nanobots on the <laughs> cabbage. Uh, if they get sick from the vegetables, they're gonna come back to the steaks. That's how Zuckerberg is gonna win this new lawsuit. He's gonna spray the E. coli on the asparagus. You know what the worst is? It's always on the sprouts. I love sprouts. Yeah. It's like my when I get a go to a sandwich place, so let's put sprouts on it. I'm like, oh yeah, give me them sprouts. 
Take mm-hmm. it, and then it always pops up that little box. It's like, are you are you willing to take a risk today? <laughs> I guess all I'm saying is, I love my veggies. I am definitely a meat eater. I've done a month of vegetarianism. I've done a month of pescatarianism. I've done a month of veganism. Um, I even did that carnivore diet thing that Joe Rogan was talking about and that, you know, just pouring liquid. Just no. Yeah. I remember that being upsetting. (laughs) It's one of my favorite food groups. And, but if that's all you're doing, I got so bored so easily. But that being said, veganism, I've never felt worse than doing a vegan diet. Now I know I'm not a cook. And I'm not a nutritionist. So if a nutritionist wants to come on and talk about the benefits of veganism or any other particular diet, that would be great. I'd love to do an episode like that. But I don't know. Every time I eat a salad, pure liquid coming out. Super veggie-based diet. I feel like, ugh. I think it's balance and a discipline, but, you know. And I he, think it's also something to do with your individual genetics. Oh, definitely. I think that's got to be more important than any of this. Like, think, you shouldn't have fat. You should have this. You shouldn't do that. What is your personal genetics? Yeah, I think I got really lucky in that area. I just, like, nothing bothers my stomach really. Like, I do get a All little right. bit of, just a little bit of a lactose intolerance, but not, like, nearly on the level of most people. I just yeah. can't, can't eat too much ice cream. <laughs> right. And our buddy Shaki, I've been living with this guy for a while. We have almost the same diet. I do eat more, and I will indulge in fast food. So I do eat more. So yeah, I will be bigger. But that man, he, sometimes he eats the same shit I'm eating. Inexplicable abs. Yeah. They're just, they happen. They're just there. They're like a fact of the universe. If you bring your hard mallet, you can play like the Roadrunner music from the cartoons. Like, yeah, it's absurd. Anyways, the yeah. uh, that's enough about politics. And food. Let's move on to Batman. Batman. Um, when I found out you were going to Oklahoma. I was like, well, do I do I need to do a solo one and just like go on a Batman rant? And you're like, no, 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 I'll be back on Friday. And it's like, all right, so we'll save it. So that's that's why this will be like a day or so late. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still want to do the Batman rant because I'd recently watched all the. Well, okay, <laughs> I want to be succinct here with this Batman stuff. The first Batman movie was in 1966, and that was the, uh, well, uh, I'm already blanking on the name, gotta take a look, Adam West's version of Batman. Yeah. So that's the Wat Pow, Bing Bang Batman that we all know and love, but I don't, I didn't even think about it when I was thinking about this list. Mm-hmm. So... That's a little side note. Maybe we could do like a movie commentary on that sometime and watch the whole thing. But I don't really consider that when I think about live action Batman movies. 
So other than that one, I'm going from Batman 1989 to Batman and Robin, which was in 1997. So there was those four Batman movies kind of when we were growing up. Yeah. And I recently rewatched those four just to reappreciate them. I'd already seen the Christopher Nolan trilogy a lot, so I didn't need to rewatch that. And mm-hmm. seen the DC Expanded Universe ones enough times. I don't think I really need to watch those again. So, yeah, what I'm going to do here is my my top ten live-action Batman movies. So, before we get started, that excludes any animated Batman films. So we're not going to talk about Batman the Killing Joke. We're not going to talk about Lego Batman. We're not going to talk about Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm, I hear, is amazing. And I need to see it. And it's from the animated Batman series. Oh, yeah. Which I loved as a kid, which was my first real introduction to Batman. That's why he's my favorite superhero. But for some reason, I just never saw the movie. And then I got older and I just, I like live action stuff. So I never sat down and watched it, but I need to. So I don't know if a commentary on that would be as fun as a commentary on Batman the movie 1966. But we will see. But before we get rolling... How how deep do you go with the bat? Oh, I'm uh I'm pretty I'm in the kiddie pool. I don't know. I've I've seen like quite a few of these, some of the animated series on TV back in the day. I've seen like mm-hmm. the ones that come in the last couple of years, like the Nolan ones, you know, Dark Knight, all those. I've seen those mm-hmm. a fair amount of times. Not as familiar with the really old stuff. I don't think I've ever seen the Adam West one. Yeah, you've probably seen the bomb scene. It's a bad day for a bomb. Yeah, yeah. He's like running around the street, the bomb above his head. Yeah, like it's a totally different take. So, yeah, that's about it from for me personally. What's your favorite superhero? Oh damn! Did you even have one growing up, or did you just pay attention to different stuff? I didn't really get into the superhero thing as much. Like the the first thing I got into was like Transformers and Bionicle and stuff. That was more my okay. thing. I didn't you know growing up I always I you know, remember thinking Batman was cool and I thought Superman was cool. Like I yeah. now that I've gotten a little like more of them, I think Deadeye is pretty sweet. Hmm. Uh but yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I need to I'm more interested in it now than I was as a kid. So, well, and it's it's so overloaded these days, which was one of the joys of revisiting some of these older Batman's because they didn't have any loyalty to the the comic book material, like which in some ways could be bad, but nowadays where they just go in and take four really popular comics and smush them together and try to extend their stories and mix everything in it's like it's cool but it's also like a little like i just want a movie all right like beginning and end yeah like i don't want like an episode of this thing i gotta keep paying attention to every five months 
So, but that's that's just me. I, I I'm a movie guy. I get into shows here and there, but movies is where it's at for me. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll just kind of throw these at you and see if you've seen them or if you have any opinions on them. But just uh, do a quick little thing. But my let's see how many are on this list I'm looking at because what I'm taking a look at is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. They're ranking all Batman movies, so they have the animated ones in here. And Justice League? Like, you're not counting that one, right? Oh, oh we're going to discuss that. We'll okay. discuss that. But I'm just doing the live action, so I think with the animated out and the um, Adam West one out, we should have a solid top ten here. So There you go. Here on the Rotten Tomatoes one, at 11% Rotten rating, their lowest ranked one with the animated ones is Batman and Robin. Whoop. Now, we're going to talk about that one later, but that is absolutely not the worst Batman movie. The yeah. worst Batman movie is Justice League. So at number oh. 10 for Jacob Wayne is Justice League. Okay. Have you seen this movie? I think I did see that one. It looks it looks familiar. I think I did go see that one in theaters when it came out. It came out in 2017. It is at a 40% rotten rating. Uh, synopsis. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his compatriots basically went to another link so i'm not going to keep reading that but is this even a batman movie uh, i am counting it because he is a member of the justice league this is live action and he is the leader in this movie because superman doesn't even really show up in it until the end spoilers and I think Ben Affleck's Batman has actually done pretty well. But this is just a terrible movie. It's not so yeah. bad that it's fun. It's not. It's like too jokey in parts. It's too serious in other parts. It was convoluted. It was directed by Zack Snyder. But then the studio had issues with it. And basically the public response to Batman v Superman Donna Justice. And so they gave it off to um, the guy who did Avengers and he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's totally mixing tones and the bad guy was Steppenwolf. And that's why it's my least favorite because... He's a CGI abomination. Yeah. It's just terrible. There's no character. There's no acting. It's just vroosh, vroosh, bing, bang, boo. So that, yeah, that, that movie's garbage to me. A lot of those movies have been coming out exactly like, you know, too serious in parts, too funny in other parts. And just, yeah, no substance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that movie, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It sounds right for me. Yeah. <laughs> All the the douche chills came back, and you're like, oh, yeah. God. I think I did see that. And just, my brain has not tried to remember it. 
All right. So that kind of naturally leads into my number nine being Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I believe I also saw this one. Now, I actually think this one has more fun parts. And for as they had an interesting idea for Lex Luthor. They were going to take Lex Luthor, the bald real estate bad guy, and turn him into Mark Zuckerberg. And that's kind of an interesting take for the time. But I think the reason I dislike this more than anything is we should have gotten a Man of Steel 2 before we did any of that. Um, Man of Steel came out, produced by Christopher Nolan after the Batman trilogy, and they're like, let's do a super serious take on Superman now. They gave it to Zack Snyder, who is a, visually a really fun director. I think that's he's basically like a Michael Bay. And what happened, though, is it was a cynical production decision where they decided, oh, Marvel's so successful with this expanded universe thing, so let's jump in and just start doing the DC thing. And I've heard this said in a lot of places, and I tend to agree. Marvel works when you expand its universe because these are all mutants and freaks and accidents. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, X-Men, all this. They all have their strengths, but they have their flaws. In the DC universe, you're basically dealing with modernized American Greek gods. And Batman's kind of like an odd man out. If you remove Batman, you have Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, all these hyper-powered, super-powerful beings with not that great of villains. And then you have Batman, who is a super-grounded, gritty, real character with amazing villains. And I never liked combining them. Like, people like the Justice League thing, and I was just like, no, it's the minute you introduce Superman to the Batman universe, it just, you lose something. Especially him, like, trying to take Superman on. Like, Superman would kick his ass so fast. Well, and, we, and, you know, this is a whole conversation if we get, like, one of our comic geek buddies in here. Superman is a dum dum. It's kind of a sweet little innocent boy from Kansas. Yeah. Batman's the greatest detective that ever lived. Something that's never quite fully been tackled in a Batman movie. So there is a little bit of like, all right, if Batman's smart enough, he can he can finagle that. And I felt like Batman v Superman almost made that make sense. But at the end of the yeah. day, it just doesn't make sense. And I want I don't want them separate. And I think that's what the DC Universe should do, not to segue from the list too much. But I think DC, and I think they are going that direction, they should do individual universes for their superheroes. Maybe have a whole other thread that is the Justice League nonsense, but just get a totally different Batman and a totally different Wonder Woman. And have that be a whole other series. But when you're doing Batman movies, just make it Batman. If you're doing Flash movies, just make it to Flash. 
and be different from the Marvel thing. So then you can enjoy both. But I don't work in Hollywood, so what do I know? (laughs) The Batman v Superman, though, it's a little more serious. It's not as goofy. The villain's kind of fun. Um, It's a little easier to make fun of and enjoy in that way, like the Martha! Ridiculous (laughs) shit like that. But anyway, we'll move on. Those two are easily my least favorite. Word. The there's a new Batman coming out called The Batman with the Twilight guy who's actually was a pretty good actor. He was in the lighthouse and I was impressed. I was like, oh okay. He actually can do his do his thing if given the right project. So Nice. They talk about trying to be a detective in that. And Here's the hope that it's a blend of the fantastical elements of Batman and the serious parts of Batman. And I have high hopes, so hopefully they correct their ways a bit. But we've got a whole new Batman on the way with this new DC thing, and maybe they correct it. But moving on, what would number eight be? I gotta say... And this is where people listening, if they're super into Batman. Send us your list. They might get mad. Uh Uh-oh. Hot take coming. I'm going to put 1989 Batman at number eight. That's the one with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. It's Tim Burton's first Batman movie. Really, the first kind of serious Batman live action superhero movie. Yeah. And I think before this, like the only other things that come out was like Superman. And those are like totally different tone. And don't get me wrong. I love this movie. So, and I think it's a better movie than Batman and Robin, but I'll explain that in a bit. Have you seen this one? I have not seen this one. But I did notice that you said like you do like this movie, and it seems like Rotten Tomatoes agrees. It's like the mm-hmm. lowest one in this other class that's seventy one percent instead of like forty is the one before that one. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, we're getting and it's to, good. Like, all the rest of them are are good. It's just you have to rank them somehow. Well, and I, I'm gonna really have to justify justify myself on this. Because people will be pissed. Like, why? How the hell do you like Batman more than? Or Batman and Robin more than Batman. And I'll I'll get to it. But my main issue with this Batman is that it's the one I'm the least entertained by. Tim Burton isn't particularly confident in his directing. You don't have his extra Tim Burton-y style. I've never really dug Jack Nicholson's take on the Joker. I think he did a good job, but it's just not... It's just Jack Nicholson being giggly like it doesn't come off like the joker as i see him and he got top billing over batman that's weird yeah well it's jack nicholson man 1989 that guy's just like you put his name on something pretty okay we're going and it's like (laughs) back in the day yeah that actor's name like was the draw you're like, yeah, Batman, whatever. Yeah, it's that comic thing, right? Jack Nicholson's in it? Okay, let's go. There you go. So, 
And that is interesting because you'll see it again in Tim Burton's other movie, Batman Returns, but Tim Burton had an affinity for the villains. And I, I do think he did a good job, but at the end of the day, his Joker isn't really that much like the Joker in the comics. He did his own Tim Burton-y thing to it. So the thing with Batman and Batman Returns is they're... Tim Burton movies first and then they have Batman characters in it. Mm-hmm. So it's not very uh, Batman-y. Yeah. I don't know. And it's that that could be its whole other podcast is breaking those down. But next you have Batman and Robin at seven. And here's the reason I put that above Batman is I am thoroughly entertained by the wackadoo, crazy nonsense that this movie is. Nice. You have bat nipples, Arnold Schwarzenegger making ice puns. (laughs) (laughs) Like anytime he's on screen, even when he's dying, he can't help himself but make an ice pun. George Clooney is doing his weird, let me adjust my face five different ways to look attractive. I'm not even Bruce Wayne. I'm just, I'm George Clooney in a bad, bad outfit. <laughs> um, he, he's having uh, Poison Ivy's Uma Thurman, who was like riding the, the train from Pulp Fiction. Like people loved her, and she's just kind of doing her sexy little thing. And, she has this. Poison Ivy powder that she just like blows into people's faces, and it's like pheromones or something. And she gets Robin and Batman to like fight over and they're just like bidding for her. And Batman pulls out a credit card. He's like, it's my bat card. Never leave home without it. (laughs) It actually doesn't have a bat voice. He's just like my bat card. I never leave home without it. I'm George Clooney. (laughs) And it's it's a terrible, terrible movie. But if you got some buddies around, you're like, let's do a drinking game. You should watch Batman and Robin. It's absurd. So that's a that's what they're making fun of in a Tropic Thunder, when he's like making all the 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 pun the action movie Ben Stiller's character. Somebody left the fridge open. Could be. It all makes sense. Well, and uh, this is directed by Joel Schumacher, who is a very flamboyant gay man. And his take on it was, it's like, I thought we were doing kind of like the Adam West, like, jokey, zip-zap-zoom stuff. Like, so, I was just going to make it really colorful, and everybody's bombastic and overacting, and zoom in on the nipples and the bat butt, and, yeah, it's, it's an insane movie, but it's very entertaining, And maybe I have a nostalgic soft spot because the soundtrack was like the fifth album I ever owned. Oh. So even the terrible tracks on that soundtrack I love because I just, I had to listen to it. I had five CDs. Clean my room, I'd throw that CD on. And just, I learned to like everything on it. And it's a good mix of stuff. It's like, has R&B and techno and rock and it's totally 90s movie. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, we we should, man. That's a commentary movie for sure. 
So, we'll try to speed my way up through these. But uh, after that, you have Batman Forever. Nice. Now, for the longest time, this was my favorite Batman movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when I was younger, it hit me at the right time. Jim Carrey was huge. Um, I love Batman, so this was just like even more action than the first two. Um, Two Face was was and is my favorite Batman villain. Yeah, he's played by Tommy Lee Jones in this, and he does a terrible Two Face. But as a kid, I wasn't as picky. It was fun. I was like, ah, I get to see my favorite villain. Nice. And so. Kiss from a Rose from Seal comes from this soundtrack. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this is Joel Schumacher. And just like Tim Burton's first Batman movie, he's jumping into it. And he has to react to Batman more than he can do his own thing. And then it's popular. And then his next movie, Batman and Robin, he's like, all right, I'm just going to do my own thing now. And goes off the rails. Nice. Same thing happened with the Tim Burton one. He's not totally confident he makes Batman. It's more of a Batman film than a Tim Burton movie. It's wildly successful. Next one, it's way more of a Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. So, Batman Forever, man. Just Jim Carrey hams it up. That's not really the Riddler either. But the mon- maniacal joy of being a villain and the camera shots and all of it, it's it's just a really fun movie. It's gone way down on my list, as you can tell, as I've gotten older, but it's another really fun fun movie to watch. And Introduction of Robin, Val Kilmer's Batman, and he kind of is just being Val Kilmer. So for the longest time, it was just like, let's just get an actor and make him do what they do and just put a bat suit on him. They didn't do yeah. a bat voice. Uh, like none of that. I was just like, "All right, who's the sexy guy right now with a good chin?" Get him. Val Kilmer's lost that chin since then. I think he's getting it back. He's working on it. But uh, Batman Forever, yeah, thirty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I forgot to say, Batman and Robin is eleven percent. Yeah, people don't like him, but so I, I like those pieces of, of garbage way more than the first Batman. Or Justice League, or Donna Justice. Word. So, number five. What are we moving up to? This is where it gets a little rough. Hard pick. Uh, All these ones are rated like top 80%. Wait a minute. Maybe I miscalculated. Maybe it's the top nine. Oh, yeah, there is one extra movie, though. Okay. Well, all right. We'll just we'll readjust as we go along. I gotta say, Dark Knight Rises. Word. Now, when that came out, um, it was that was the movie where there was the shooting in Colorado. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people kind of forget because the guy called himself the Joker. They like they kind of forget the timeline and think it was during the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But no, it was when Dark Knight Rises premiered, he went in and did that terrible shit. Yep. And 
I remember very like I was already super hyped. I loved the new trilogy with Christopher Nolan and the super serious take and realistic take. As realistic as you can get. And I was like defiantly like I am going to see this movie. Fuck you. I'm not scared of going to the movies because of some asshole. Yeah. So I went. I was like really happy and proud as a moviegoer for some fucking reason. Like, no, fuck you. You're not going to scare me. This is fucking America. And I went and saw it. And I love Bane as a villain. We had the... (laughs) We were doing... I was doing that. I don't want to say we. I was running around doing that for like a year or so after that came out. That still pops up. Let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, Anne Hathaway, she did a great Catwoman. Not the best, but it was really good. Yeah. And it was a good, it was a good way to cap off the trilogy, but it does have some flaws. Just like plot wise, it's a little goofy. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some cheesy elements that weren't in the other Nolan ones, so it was kind of a letdown. But it's still great. It's it's at eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and you know yep. it, it's it's as good as you can expect out of a third movie in a trilogy. Like third acts, third movies are super hard to do. And in this, you got Tom Hardy's Bane, who's like Sean Connery and it's in a mask and blah. good stuff. But in Batman and Robin, Bane is in that, and all he does. Is go bang, and he just—that's how he communicates. So they're like, "Bane, my my big boy, why don't you go put the bombs up where we need them?" And he's like, "Bomb, Bane." <laughs> so that would have been kind of fun in this movie too. Yeah, bomb. <laughs> so yeah. It's like Bane isn't anywhere near my favorite villain, but they really made kind of a cool version of him. I don't really like the one in the comics, and I uh, the one in Batman and Robin is hilariously terrible. So when they re envisioned it, I was like, I'm all I'm all on board. And Tom Hardy, that that is a lunch of a man. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's a, there's a couple of actors where I'm like, uh, maybe. Maybe I switch teams. I don't know. Yeah. Meet him at the bar at the, the Radisson Hotel. And well, meet him at the clubhouse after hole nine. <laughs> Do a line. See what happens. Anything could happen. It's Hollywood. Yeah. All right. So, number four. Ooh. Dum, dum, dum. Damn it. This is hard. This is this is my right now list, okay? Word. This is top. how I feel. This is how I feel right now. I feel like these movies are gonna rearrange over the years. It's acceptable. It's 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 gonna be. Ah, fuck. It's gonna be. Batman Begins. 
Word. Uh, that was a good one. And this top three is hard because in some ways Batman Begins is my favorite. It was like, at the time, Batman was dead. Batman and Robin killed it. <laughs> I had been reading articles for years about how they were going to try to revive Batman. Do we just continue the series and keep it kind of wacky with like the Scarecrow and Clayface or something? Or no? Do we start the Justice League now? Do we do like weird future Batman stuff? Like, I don't I don't even know. And then Christopher Nolan comes in. He's like, let's just do the beginning of Batman. Year one. And we're just going to explain how Batman does all the shit he does. Which was like some of the coolest shit ever. And it's like, I don't know why. Like now it seems like gee whiz. But when you went to the theater in 2005, it wasn't heavily promoted. It was like really low key. And I went with my buddy Steve and we sat. We were both Batman fans. And by the end of it, we were like, what the, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. Like, because it's just like, uh, they just, yeah. As I've heard Patrice O'Neill say way back in the day, all they had to do was add the Morgan Freeman character. Just the guy who just explains where all the stuff comes from. It's like, well, it's all this military contracts and items, and, you know, they got rid of it, and we're not using it, so... Here's your back cape that's, like, wind-resistant, and here... <laughs> suit for spelunking that's like bulletproof and blah, 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 you know like and you're like holy shit so then you know like the batmobile doesn't look all slick but it's like it's realistic you're like yeah it's this crazy tank tumbler thing yeah and it was just it was awesome and one of my favorite villains growing up was scarecrow and i i as an artist i loved the simplicity and the reduction of what they did to him. Because in the animated series, he was just a giant scarecrow. Like, had the silly hat and the burlap sack, like, clothing and all this stuff. And in Batman Begins, he's just this creepy psychologist guy with weird eyes. And then he just puts the burlap sack over his head, some holes poked in it, and just sprays gas in people's face. And then that's where all the creepy visuals come from. Oh. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, that's great. It's just like, it's just a regular business guy until he puts that thing on. Then he doses you, Cosby's you. Shit. Yeah. And then they had Raza Ghoul, which I never thought I'd see in a Batman movie, let alone the crux of an entire trilogy. But yeah, Liam Neeson training him, showing him how to be Batman. Ugh. Man, it's great stuff. Yep. But the only reason it's number three is because of how much I love the other two. Uh, my next one is Batman Returns. And Word. this movie is incredible. It's not a very good Batman movie. <laughs> but <laughs> it has some great takes on Batman stuff. Uh, Danny DeVito is incredible as the penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer is incredible as Catwoman. 
and it's like Tim Burton at his best. Like he did this right after Edward Scissorhands. Oh. Um, it has Christopher Walken in it as Max Shrek. So he's like just a businessman. I don't think he even exists in the comics, and he's like the villain. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, Christopher Walken, i going to take the power back from... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's absurd. So the biggest gripe a lot of people have with it is that Batman kind of takes a back seat in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of moves around in between learning about all these villains and stuff, but it's basically like a weird Tim Burton political thriller where Danny DeVito's running as the mayor of Gotham and they're just doing all this propaganda and tricks to like get him elected and Batman's like, I don't, I don't trust him. (laughs) It's just like, it's great stuff. And the, the score is incredible. It's one of my favorite, like, uh, Danny Elfman scores. Oh, shoot. And, yeah, they completely get the villains wrong. Uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin is not like the Penguin in the comics. He's like this gross mutant thing. And Michelle Pfeiffer's... She becomes Catwoman because she gets thrown out a window. And a bunch of cats come running out and, like, biting and licking her fingers. And they give her nine lives. It's not how Catwoman works. I should have nine lives, then. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... Fuck, like get scratched, get one more, like sweet. But as as far as atmosphere and set design and artistry and vibe, it's like the best. And I fucking love it. Nice. Now, to wrap it all up. So I guess this is my top nine list. At number one is The Dark Knight. I don't think a lot of people would be surprised by that. And all I will say is it's only number one because of Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. Like, that motherfucker killed it. That was a good like, movie. And I remember I did the I did the whole thing that a lot of people did when they were like, Heath Ledger's gonna be the Joker in the new Batman movie. Everybody's like, What? The guy from Knight's Tale? Like, <laughs> 10 things I hate about you? I don't... I'd seen him in Monsters Ball, and he was a little, like, awkward in that. Just like, I don't... Okay, the... the Yeah, he did Brokeback Mountain. That was kind of dramatic, but, like, the Joker. Like, I don't get it. But the Batman Begins was good. I'll still see it. And then he passed away. And I'll admit, I selfishly, when when I found out he passed away... I was like, did he finish his filming for The Dark Knight? (laughs) I was like, that's really sad. Did he finish his part? Yeah, he finished it. And I was like, okay. So it doesn't delay my Batman movie, but poor guy. Because I I didn't know. A lot of us didn't know. We're just like, he's just some actor. That's too bad. It's really sad. Then... We planned it all out. It was my first trip to Colorado. We had a Ween concert. And then the Dark Knight the next day. So we were going to drive down to Colorado, go see Ween. Next day, go see the Dark Knight. We see, we break down in Wyoming. Have this whole ordeal. Miss half of the Ween concert. 
lose some money because we had to rent a car. So then we end up meeting some Ween fans, and they're like, you can crash on our floor. I'm like, thank you. But I didn't sleep very good. And... Or really at all. So we're like up the next day, walking around, meeting my friend's girlfriend, doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like taking coffee and just anything I can to just try to stay awake. I'm like, I'm excited for this Batman movie. And by then you'd seen a trailer or something like that. And you're just like, this seems like he's doing something with this Joker character. It's creepy. But I don't know. I don't know yet. And we go to a hookah bar. So we're just doing hookah and just coffees and just like that we walk into the movie i'm just like okay let's just see it and as soon as the movie started i was like i'm for it i immediately woke <laughs> up the opening of it is like the best opening in a film i've seen in most films yeah the reveal of him and the music they do this, uh, you you might know this, um, Hans Zimmer did the score. Yeah. And he did this, like, rising note thing on a violin where you can kind of rock the same note or the same two notes, but it sounds like it's, like, constantly rising. It's like... Uh... <laughs> it's like... I'd have to yeah. look it up, but... Yeah, it's the coolest effect. It like builds all this tension. And he did a two-note composition for Joker's character. It's really like this subtle like boom, 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 boom. But just like the way he does it, it's like so creepy. Nice. And it like it only plays really subtly like when the Joker's actually kind of revealing himself. But... The man is like a mystery. I've heard people write up that he's like almost like the devil himself. He's like a serpent. That's why he like licks his lips. He's like just this force of nature that comes in to make people make bad decisions. Like, like the rest of the film is just these people like compromising their, their morals and beliefs because of this chaos that he's, reeking across the city and um the third act gets a little ridiculous christian bale's bat voice gets even weirder yeah two-faced guys cool looking but still kind of not my two-face there's some stuff in it that it's like that's why i think i like batman begins and batman returns a little more but just overall, like that movie was epic. First time he does the pencil trick, that the reaction in the theater was amazing. Yeah. Because at the mm. time, like, yeah, just superhero movies didn't do that. You're like, oh, this is, he's going to be bad, but you know, we're just going to wave a gun around and giggle maniacally. And just he comes in and slams that guy's head into a pencil, and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah. And so as soon as we finished that movie, we left and snuck into the IMAX theater version and watched it again. Nice. It's the only time I've ever done that. And it was just, it was a huge cultural moment, I think, in cinema for the United States. Yeah. 
Uh, like, just that, that changed shit. Where'd it changed things. <laughs> it just these words the same. Yeah. So it's it's completely on Heath Ledger's performance that that's number one. If he's not in it, yeah, I don't I don't know where it lands. It'd still be top three or four because it it is just this like crime thriller that happens to be a Batman movie. And with that, that is my top nine Batman list. Nice. I so had, after like looking at them, I need to mm-hmm. catch up on the old ones. I think I've caught up pretty good on the more recent ones. So yeah, man, watch them with me, man. We'll we'll have a good time. Sounds like and a now you understand why I felt like I could have done this podcast on my own. Quick little like, yep, I'm just gonna rant about Batman. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, if we ever need to in the future, I got plenty of other movie series I can rip into. Word. But uh, let's let's move on. What would you like to move on to? I don't know. You feeling time for the advice or just want to go straight to weird news? Let's let's do an advice one. Why not? This one this one's kind of interesting. Okay. I began dating Kara about a year ago. When we first met, she told me she suffered from migraines, often induced by strong smells. I switched my deodorant and stopped burning scented candles in my home. A big change for me. Scented candles had previously helped me control my anxiety. I've changed other things, too. We've even left parties early because hosts had a plug-in air freshener. This has been challenging for me, but I do love her and I want her to be well. A month ago, Kara tested positive for COVID. After losing her sense of smell and taste... She had some gastrointestinal symptoms, and without thinking, I sprayed air freshener to cover up the smell. Kara couldn't smell the air freshener, and she never got a headache. I feel disconcerted that I've been cleansing my life of scented fragrances for a year, only to realize it's all perhaps in her head. I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to upset her during this difficult time, but I also don't want to raise children with someone who is either a hypochondriac seeking attention... (laughs) or unable to exist with normal fragrances that are part of daily life. Is it worth bringing up with her? Should I seek some sort of medical opinion? Does it matter whether it's all in her head or a legitimate legitimate physical response? Please help, Jacob Wayne. They didn't really all say right. that, sorry. Alright, look, buddy. He sounds like he's trying to backdoor sneak in his smells. Like... Isn't I don't know about smell, but it smells definitely attached to taste. And if you catch COVID, you lose your sense of taste pretty dra- amazingly. Yeah. Um, I actually had a recent artist friend who I don't know if she'd want her name out there, so I'll leave it blank. But she'd recently caught COVID, and that was the thing she talked about is she completely lost her taste, and mm-hmm. she was like trying it out, like trying to take hot peppers to see if it would do anything, and she didn't even notice the hotness. Wow. And, you know, that's that's one person's written up opinion. But, I mean, that's common knowledge that you lose your taste. So, I imagine your smell isn't doing that great either. I think it is. Is COVID pretty mucusy? Get stuffed up? I don't, I'm not sure. I would imagine it would, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure. 
don't know. So if, so if you break this down, this guy just wants his candles back. That's what, that is exactly what he's saying. He's like, hey, it's not even anything. It's like, you you made it up. So all in your head. first of all, does he think COVID's in her head? Is he one of those guys? No, that's, that's not, kind of that's one of my questions. He's, no, he's I don't think so, but like I'm wondering at what level he even understands what's going on. Yeah. Like cuz it's he sounds like he's being ridiculous. He's just like this this bitch isn't let me <laughs> have incense or candles or my deodorant. She's going to ruin our kids. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, do you, if you really want that stuff back, you you could talk to her about it. It's like, do you think there's a chance this is all in your head? And if she gets really pissed at you and like wants to fight, then you deserve it because that is an accusatory thing to really hit somebody with. But like. I guess my own particular bias with this is that I don't have a great sense of smell. My nose doesn't work that great. Maybe I got a deviated septum. I can't breathe through my nose as well as others. Um, so I, I do get a little like, oh, I hope I don't stink right now. Or I hope my this isn't overwhelming. And, you know, as a teenage boy, I probably wasn't the most hygienic, didn't shower enough. And I've learned that stuff over the years. And so, yeah, I kind of, I get the, yeah, oh, this, this stinks or something. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? I just, yeah, I think this guy wants to maintain his comforts. And he doesn't think about or trust the comforts of his girl. So. Well, he is doing it, but he wants to, he's wants to get out of it now. <laughs> no, I th- I think he's lying to himself. Yeah, I think he's he's I'm compromised because I'm getting laid, but she's lying about the smells. I, I want my smells back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think he's full of shit. The whole thing too is like a not being able to smell thing is kind of a concerning side effect of COVID. Um, it's not just getting stuffed up; it's like a different thing, which is. A, Concerning okay. it could be neurological. But also, uh like that is the thing. Like it's not she's not allergic to everything that smells. That'd be crazy. That's a lot of things to be allergic to. It is the right. act of the strong smell like bothers her somehow. That's totally right. the thing. And so if that did go away, it makes sense that it wouldn't bother her anymore. That doesn't mean that that's gone. <laughs> You see, where I thought he was going to go with it is like, she caught COVID and she lost her taste and smell and now she can, like, I can light a candle and she doesn't even notice. So it's like, is COVID a good thing, Jacob Wayne? <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, this it saved our relationship. It saved, yeah, like, I thought he was going to be excited about it. Like, could this awesomely work out for me even though it's a terrible, sad thing? No, yeah, he's I'm just thinking about it. This bitch is lying. She might be dying of COVID, but I, I didn't have my candles for three I, years. I haven't been lighting candles for nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's comes off like a very selfish boy. So, yeah, he's a, he's a lot like the last advice guy. Um, selfish boys. I don't know anybody that's ever written into a advice column, so that might say something about the people who do. <laughs> that's that's very true. 
Um, it's fun. Hmm. Let's do a quick drink thing before we move on to weird news. Sounds good. What you got? What are you drinking? Pop. I'm drinking the that frost up. Ooh, those are fun. Yeah. This is the uh, the the 2020 barley wine from Uinta Brewing. And it was a collaboration Ooh. with Keto's Brewing. And it is so good. It's the best one I've ever had. Keto's Brewing? Yeah, that's a new brewery down in Salt Lake that is cranking out the goods. They make some amazing beer. They have a okay. coffee cream ale that won a beer award. And it's Utah Strength, which is kind of rare, apparently. Back when Utah Strength was free, too. It's now. You know, now it can be higher. but it's What is the percentage now? Is it normal uh, or is it just five? Okay, so better, but still not not totally like yeah, the not, national average. Yeah, not up where you can get it down your way. But this beer is nine point five percent. I got it at the liquor store. It is it is delicious. Word. This one's a Wibby Brewing. Do you know them? Wibby. Wibby. W i b b y. That does sound faintly familiar. I might have grabbed one. At... Let's see if I can see where it's from. Longmont, Colorado, so kind of nearby. Nice. Um, it is a Moon Door Dunkel. Ooh, I like the Dunkel lights. Velvety, dark, and supple. Yeah. I told you supple was coming back. Oh, Bet is. supple's coming up in May. <laughs> uh, it's not my usual thing. Um, I don't know if I like it very much, but that's not to say it isn't a great beer. Um, the Great American Beer Festival it won silver in 2017. Ooh. 5.5%. A Dunkel Lager. Now, you've been educating me a little bit on these podcasts. What is a Dunkel? Um, I, I thought that was something you did with your lawyer if <laughs> you couldn't pay him. One of those machines where you throw the ball. Yeah, a little dunkel machine. So all it means is uh, it's German for dark. So mm-hmm. basically they just roast the malt longer, get a darker beer out of it. So a dunkel roasted malt is like yeah, mm-hmm. heavy roasted malt. And remind me again, what's the difference between like a lager and an ale? So lager means it's fermented in a chilled room. So you have to use a lagering yeast. All right. So okay. it is a dark beer that is lagered in a cold room, like, well, you know, fermented in a cold room. So I, and I, I like them. Yeah. I think it's definitely velvety. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't seem over dark. I don't know if I'd say supple. But velvety for sure. Yeah, and that's where the more of the darkness is going to come through and it's a kind of a brown. It's just going to be a little, like, sweeter. But it's when it gets like mm. black is when it's down in the stout, where it's really gonna taste like you know coffee and chocolate. Yeah. And if you're a new listener, if this is like your first episode, I will remind you that I am not that big of a beer drinker. I tend to do gin and like seltzer water, and the darkness of beer just over the years has started to get to me, and I just my stomach just doesn't feel great when I do it. 
So yeah. part of the reason we do this is to educate ourselves on beers, but also I'm kind of in the hunt for the beers I really like. So if you're like me, and you're going to the brewery with your with your buddies that just know all about it, like eh, maybe try this and you'll you'll enjoy it. So this one's good for the winter time, I think. Yeah, kinda slowly sip on it, but those are good winter warmers. Winter warmers. That's a also a beer style, but it can also just apply to any wintry beer, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we're running into our usual time frame, so why don't you hit me with some weird news? We'll call it good. Okay. So this is just a couple of days old, apparently. So, a uh, Swiss village where a World War II munitions dump exploded seventy three seventy three years ago will be evacuated for a decade while the remaining bombs are carted off. It's a $1 billion plan. So it's in Mitholtz, deep in the Swiss Alps south of Bern. Um, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, somewhere by, by the Alps. <laughs> I've heard of the Alps. Yeah. But yeah, in 1947, uh, there's an adjacent military weapons dump, and like it exploded... Uh, see so it it's a pretty big picture you can look it up the quite the quite the pothole or blew out so uh are these like nazi weapons um i'm not sure but even after those ones exploded there were still well if it's in switzerland they were neutral right they didn't do yeah. anything in world yeah, war ii yeah they, they just, didn't they have weapons around then <laughs> <laughs> So they they still had 3,500 tons of bombs, mines, and hand grenades. So, yeah, and the aging stockpile has been declared unstable. So they're going to have to haul it all out, which is going to cost millions. Uh, Won't start till 2030, but they have to, like, they have to basically just, like, compensate 170 people that are going to have to move from the blast area. And so it could be even more than 10 years. It's like, we do want you to come back, but you got to leave for like at least 10 years. Can't (laughs) imagine any uh, nuclear armament is in there. It's probably grenades and other stuff. Yeah. Landmines. Landmines and missiles. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Do you think guys wheel in there like with a wheelbarrow and just get paid a lot and like, if it goes off, it goes off, man. Sorry. (laughs) We're paying you good. Go real slow now. Yeah. Being an oil rig worker, it's about (laughs) as safe, right? I kind of wonder if they're going to do it with, like, robots and real, like, one at a time, go put it into, like, a a, some place they can haul it off, or if they're going to just, like, detonate them in little controlled things or what. That's why it's going to take 10 years. They got little robots going in there with their little robot legs. Picking up a grenade like, is this a fruit bleep bloop? <laughs> it's like, no. Damn it. It's taking forever. I have found the package for you, launch. My <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it, Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know. If they paid me enough, like, I would love that actually almost. And that, I can't. I'm not the type of person to get like obsessive about where I live. 
there's definitely places I love and I'd rather live than other places. But if somebody's like, we're going to pay you this much to just relocate for 10 years, you can come back. It's just going to be a while. Oh, yeah. Wait, all right. Give me that I was like, I'll, I'll just go do some city living for 10 years, get real sick of it, and then come back. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But I mean, part of uh, me wonders. It's better like, than. Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, if if they're gonna like get everybody to get out of there, why don't they just toss a match in there? If they're gonna get everybody out of the way. Just blow it all up again. Mm-hmm. Seems easier, and then they could come back in like a year. Yeah, just blow it up at once and let it all settle. But get be back in two years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And then and then we could film it. It'd be a good YouTube video. Yeah. But. You know, I mean, and we can find the article, but, and not to upset the CCP in China, but it's better than that, where they just relocated a million people to build a hydro dam. Like, everybody move. Leave now. (laughs) And I'm sure they compensated them a little bit. Like, I'm sure it's not just completely nefarious, but, but it is like, oh, this old city that's been here for a while sorry we need power sorry not sorry get out of here (laughs) go to move to the city that's where we need you to live anyways yep anyway that was kind of a bummer tone to (laughs) end (laughs) on but uh batman yeah mostly batman yeah, I think we're going to have to call this the Batman episode, put it in the title maybe. Indeed. We 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 talked about it. Good chunk. Well, next time we'll have a music top 10 to talk about. Yay. I didn't even get to talk to you about Cuban sandwiches. Oh yeah, we'll have sandwiches and music to talk about. I like Lovely. talking about sandwiches. Those sandwiches are some of the best things ever. Yeah. All right. But with that, that is the conclusion of episode 14. Woo. This is uh, Jacob Wang signing off. We'll see you next time on the big triple five. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.
Welcome to 